so here we are today with another episode of our Women in Electronics podcast, and we are doing a live interview here today at Electronica in Munich. It's so exciting. So I am here at the Future booth interviewing Anna Maria from Future Electronics. And with that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I don't want to mess up the last name and your title. Perfect. Hi, guys. I'm Anna Maria Pietromonaco, and I'm from Montreal, but here in Germany. Uh, And I'm the Corporate Vice President uh, for Supplier Development. Big title. Um, And Anna Maria has had a great career in the industry, and I've been so interested to talk to you because... We tend to get a lot of women really wanting to hear from other women in the industry. So excited to interview you, and I know you have a lot going on at this show. We do. So thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. Appreciate that. So let's get started. So Anna Maria, how did you get your start in the industry? So uh, many, many years ago, about 34 to be exact, uh, or actually 35, I was working for a computer products company. I was a branch administrator, so mostly financial background. And um, the inside salesperson resigned, and the general manager said to me, you should try inside sales. I'm like, hmm. But I did. I tried it. It took me half a day and loved it. Good. And then the company went bankrupt. But the GM left and went to Future and pulled me in. Okay. And... I've been there ever since. I started as inside sales, then I went to branch PM, then moved to marketing, where I did PM role, worldwide business manager role, then went back to sales, then went back to supplier development. I tell you, it's 34 years, and that seems like a lot, but when you get the opportunity to do all of these different roles within one company, it doesn't feel like a lot. Wow. So that's really a good point, I would have to say, for a lot of women to consider you kind of moved around to different positions. And the other thing that's critical about what you said is somebody pulled you over to future. So it's a very relationship driven industry. As you can see, we have so many people here today. Always good to keep those really good connections because they can critical, critical launch you. All right. So I'm going to ask you some questions in a little bit about mentorship and some other things. But before I do that, you said that you you came over to Future and you stayed. Why? Why Future? What What is about Future? So one thing about Future is we're a closely knit family. Yeah. Uh, we're very young. They, you know, get you really young and you're put into these big groups of marketing. Let's talk yeah. marketing. So you put into these groups and we go and we do training together for four weeks, right. like intense training, and you start to build bonds. And we're taught really young that we have to try to help each other. Yep. And because of that, we become very close, like a close family. And Future has been, for me, a family. So, I mean, they're privately held and uh, privately held and family run. So the owners are very much involved um, and, they, and they give us the autonomy to do what we think is right if we believe in something, wow. right? And being privately held means no Wall Street. So if we want to have the largest available to sell inventory, we do it without justification. If we want to build the biggest and best engineering department, we do it and don't have to report other than the ownership team who they trust us, so they let us do it. We're on one global IT platform, and for most like, what, what does that even mean? Right. And why is that important? It's important because you know how the market goes up and down. 
Well, when we go in in the morning, I see exactly what my counterpart in Singapore sees or what my counterpart in London sees. And so that allows us to react quickly and globally. Wow. So it is a lot of flexibility. And what we're hearing a lot from a lot of successful companies, it's the agility and the flexibility that's critical. So that's kind of been built into the model. And so that's really uh, good to hear. So let's circle back around. You know, I wanted to interview you because we don't see a lot of women rising up into certain levels of leadership in the industry, which I think at this point, a lot of people, men and women, you know, all of us united want to see that improve, right? And there's a, there's a real good case for why women should be in leadership roles. So, but despite when you started in the industry, I mean, this goes way back 34 years ago, it, it was even more male dominated at the time. So who were some of your mentors and how did you overcome some of those barriers as a female leader rising up in a male dominated industry? So I think in my tenure, I had the honor and privilege to work with some truly inspiring people both men and women. But to your point, there was a lot more men in the industry than women. And so it, it all stems again to the fact that we're so such a tightly knit group yes. that we're taught right from the very beginning to help each other yeah. succeed and really meet our objectives and truly achieve goals that all of us are striving for. Right. right? So even to name, there's there's been so many and they're just... And some of them are really quiet leaders where you just use as venting. I have had some of the best bosses. And I could tell you that some were very strong, very dominant, showed me what to do, while others were there just to listen to me vent. But that's almost more important because you have to believe in yourself. You're not going to go anywhere if you don't believe in yourself. And sometimes you just need that one person just, can I vent for a second? And then they just listen and you know what you're doing is right, but you just need that little affirmation from them that, yep, you're in the right direction. Yes. And and some leaders are like, in in my case, some have just pushed me farther than I thought I could go. And that's helpful too. At the time, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) No, exactly. And they push because they know they believe in you and they know what you can and can't do. Yes. And it's funny. It's almost now my life's mission to do that with some of the women at Future. And I see that when I'm in a room and they walk in. And they go and they're not even sitting at the table. They're going and they're sitting behind. And I'll turn around. I'll stop the meeting. I'll turn around and say, right here, right now, right next to me. You have to because if we don't do it for one another, we have to help and support. And sometimes they just need that little push. Oh, that's such good input. It's so good to see a female leader who's wanting to pull up other men and women, but including the female leaders, right, and and to that table. So I really like that a lot. Now, Okay, so we're going to get to an important topic that I believe that most women, just because of how we're raised and just because of systemic issues, I believe most women have confidence issues. Um, I know I struggled with that my entire career. A lot of women struggle with that, even even in uh, higher levels in their career. So how is it that you manage those issues rising up? So it's funny, I've had the, I have these conversations with my daughter all the time because she, she tells me all the time, but you're confident, you've always been confident. No, I haven't. Right. And, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. I'm first generation, right? Yeah. My parents were born in Italy and came here very young. Um, I could not talk to them about, you know, there's all these men and I'm the only woman right. and I, you know, need help. 
there wasn't that level of communication. My parents were go to work every day, yep. call in sick, and just work the best that you can. Yes. And so, you know, what I mentioned before about having some of those mentors that pushed me yes. to do some of the things they knew I could do, while others were there just to listen so I can vet. But you've got to believe in yourself. Like that, mm. I, I know it's difficult sometimes because you're not trusting, but you've got to trust your gut. You know that you can do something, especially if it's something that you've been responsible for. If you've done it, yes. no one knows it better than you. <laughs> trust in that. Trust in, and and by the way, you're not always right. You have to be prepared to fail. Yes. But but if you have a positive attitude that says, okay, I failed, how can I do it better next time? That in itself, always asking how can I do better? Yes. And never ever accepting no or that can't happen as an answer. Always look for a solution. Yes, and I think it's just what you said. Confidence is built by doing, whether it's in sometimes failing and redoing something better. Some of my best successes have been through a redirection, you know, trying something one way, it's not working, going another direction. But I really think it's how you see failure. I, I don't personally always see it as failure. I see it as, oh, well, let me just try something Correct. different. And then you gain confidence from that. So with your experience, because you lead people, are you seeing this to be a common theme with women to not want to fail? Or are you seeing it's it's kind of amongst everybody? Or so what do you think? At Future, we tend to hire eight types. Okay. Right? So eight types okay. are, they want control. They want to be the best. Okay. They want to do the best that they can. And so... Yes, a lot of them don't want to fail. They want to do well. But I tell them that you have to fall before you can get up and yes. run again. Yes. Right? So it's okay to fail as long as you're open to the fact that someone's going to tell you, you didn't do this right. You should have done it this mm-hmm. way. Be open to that feedback. Yes. And always listen. Like mm-hmm. We've got two ears and a mouth. We've got to use it in that proportion. That's critical. Listen to what's being said, but also what's not being said. Yeah. Right? So, and communicate. If there's something you need, make sure you're clear about it. Clarity and transparency, for sure, you've got to communicate. And that, for me, is one of the biggest uh, criteria in being a leader. If you need your people to go in one direction, you've got to be clear with what the objective is and what could be some of the downfalls. Yes, and it's so interesting that you said that because we do some trainings on... um, over communicating because I believe you have to be clear and concise and some people over explain you don't have to over explain you just have to be clear and concise with what you're trying to do right yeah. so that we, there's so many educational and tips. others don't explain enough and because they expect explain. you to know there are many times when we've gone through many leaders yes. and there's been many times when we were in a room and I understood what the message was because I worked with the individual but others didn't and so we'd leave the office and I would see a bunch of people behind me walking after me to go into my office and say, what exactly was the objective? What did he mean by that? What this, okay, what that? Okay. So, okay. You know, that's really interesting. So we, you know, I feel like we're all just a work in progress, right? And that's why we need good leaders because we all have blind spots, right? 100%. So it's really important to have the good leadership to, to help with that. But, you know, I wanted to ask you too, so as you're going along, you have so many decisions to make, right? So what are some of your guiding principles? I ask all leaders this because I'm so interested when you're sitting down and you're making a tough decision, 
Um, what, are, what are some of the things you think of that are your guiding principles to be like, okay, I'm falling back on these certain things to make these tough decisions? I think the most important is to be honest. If you don't know enough about a subject and you're being asked to make a decision, be honest about it. Yep. You can't be expected to know everything about everything. Mm -hmm. But there are people in the room that do. You might know about this, he might know about that. And so you have to be honest and say, explain it to me. Explain it a little better so that I can make that decision properly, right? right. And listen to what they have to say. Mm -hmm. That to me is key. key. I, I totally agree with that and really, I wanted to circle back around because I know we're coming to a, the end of our interview soon and it's gone so fast, but I want to ask you, okay, so this seems to be a, kind of a big topic amongst some rising female leaders. We've always faced this, but now there's kind of more of a voice to it. Did you struggle in your career managing a family and working? <laughs> uh, yes, that was... Yeah. You know, that was, I think, one of my biggest learning experiences. Yes. Like I mentioned before, we're A-type. Future likes to hire A-type. And we like to be in control, and we like to do the best. I'm A-type in both my professional and my personal career. So I want the biggest, the best of everything in both <laughs> yeah, my both, family yeah. and my career. Right. And that often meant juggling a lot of balls up in the air at once yes. and running 100 miles an hour every day. That's not sustainable. Right. You can't keep doing that. You will fall. You will crack. So one of the biggest things I had to learn how to do was accept help from my team mm. and set boundaries for myself. Wow. Because, you know, at the beginning, you always said, I can do it. I can do everything. You have to realize that you can. Oh. So you have to accept that the people around you can help you. Yeah. Oh, I feel like she's talking just to me. Accepting <laughs> help. I know. Yeah. And setting boundaries. I love that. We have to learn how to do that. So to conclude, though, I mean, here we are. We have a new partnership with Future. I cannot tell you how excited we are at Women Electronics to, to be doing this. Um, I found you on LinkedIn because you were leading a leadership thing at Future. And that's how I found you. And, yeah. and we connected. But why? So why we, why women electronics, what value do you think that this is going to bring to future to have this partnership? You know, just shortly, we live in a crazy world in a yeah. crazy time. Like the, if to me, the market is, I've never seen anything like it. Yes. We need a platform for yeah. communication and support for mm. our fellow women. We yeah. really do. And yeah. I think we gives us that. Mm. Thank you. I love that. We want to be that platform for sure. So I enjoyed this conversation very much. It went very fast. I'm super excited to be here at Electronica and looking forward to seeing you another time back in the States. So anyway, thank you for joining us for our episode of Women Electronics Leader in Highlight radio program. Thank you.